You say that, but like uh, post uncut gems, I think it would be super rad if um, if Adam Sandler went back and did gritty reboots of all of his <laughs> movies. The Water Boy is betting on his own games, like William Madison. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's like trying to uh, trying to prove that like you know you don't need your parents to buy you through. <laughs> You know, unhappy pay, Gilmore. Pay unhappy Gilmore. <laughs> uh, regular size Nikki. Uh, scary bedtime stories. <laughs> grown-ups, but we just act like grown-ups. Uh, grown-ups would be the same. Let's no, be honest. That's what I say. It's grown-ups, <laughs> but, but they just act like grown-ups. <laughs> that is some high-quality H2O. Why? I find this water to be of a great quality. Have a sip. Uh, my favorite line from the Water Boy, still to this day, is <clears throat> when he tells uh, tells Mama Kathy Bates that he got a black eye because a gorilla escaped from the zoo. That that's a good one. <laughs> and punched she, him in the. She, she goes, showed my boobies, and I liked it as a Bobby a personal they, fave. Did you ever find that gorilla that escaped from the zoo and gave you a black eye? And Bobby <laughs> goes, "No, Mama. The switch continues." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like the water boy would just be him taking on Nestle for like water rights and things like that. <laughs> no, I like him betting on his own games. I like that. Him betting on for his uncut own. gems because he was he was gambling. He'd yeah. be like Pete oh, Rose. Yes, he was. He certainly was. Be the Pete Rose of college football. I think that's on like Canadian Netflix now. I the Water be, Boy is. Yeah, I will be looking forward to that. Do you have Canadian Netflix? I don't have Canadian Netflix, oh. but I, I I seem to thought because. I think a bunch of the Oscar nominee types. That's a that is a an odd thing of like regional Netflix of, hmm. you know, some of the territories get better stuff. Why does why does Canada need different Netflix? I can see like a like Montreal where they speak French, but if it's English speaking, why can't it just be the same thing? I I ain't no kind of bu- <laughs> business scientist, but I'm sure it ha- just has something to do with that. Each region has hmm. to pay the rights. Yeah, I guess so. To me, I'm just a simple man. I'm like, we speak the same language. You, you were like the water the boy same. himself. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I, I just like water. So, water uh, sucks. It really, really sucks. Travis. What? Welcome into Late to the Party. Hey, hey everybody. I'm your I, secondary, your second string water boy, Jake Dahl. And my name is Johnny Cash. I sound, I'm a little deep voiced. I'm Travis Tate. You're, you're, gritty, um, you're the gritty um, reboot Travis, Travis Tate. Tate. Boom, 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 boom. You're the one guy boom, from the boom, Oak Ridge boom, Boys. Boom, boom. Yeah. Elvira. Giddy up, a oom papa, oom papa, mow, mow. mow, Speaking of gritty reboots, uh, one of the things we were talking about before we started recording was the... Candyman reboot? Candyman. Can you make a gritty reboot of, of a horror movie? Isn't it already? I don't know. Isn't it of grit already? I've never seen the original ones. Are they campy? Would you say I haven't? That's that's one of the things that is on my list to see. But uh, Is Candyman a little bit like uh, Freddy Krueger, perhaps? Like would you some say, wisecracks? Would you say that the, the remake of True Grit was a gritty remake? I haven't seen the remake. I never really? did get around to see it. It's on my to-do do you like list. The, do you like the original? Yeah, I like the original. So I like the original, and I also really like the Coen Brothers. I like the Coen Brothers. I like westerns. I like Jeff Daniels. Boy, you should. You should. Is Jeff Daniels in that? Yeah, he's the he's Rooster Cogburn, isn't he? No, nope. Jeff. Yes, it is Jeff Daniels. Yeah. What was I thinking of? 
I'm Jeff Daniels. I was thinking of someone completely. You're. I'm, I'm Rooster Cogburn. I, no, it's. I was I thinking of Jeff. No, it's grid. Jeff Bridges. Oh yeah, what did I? I you oh, said Jeff Daniels. I'm like okay. Jeff Daniels. Is, oh is man. Jeff Daniels. The, Am I thinking yeah, of Dumb and Dumber, Dumber. Jeff Daniels? Like, You're right. I got it wrong. I got the last no, name wrong. it was wrong. a Jeff Bridges. It yeah. was a bridge too I far. I was seeing Jeff Bridges. It was It was like three <laughs> no, bridges too far. That's why he said it. I'm like, Jeff Daniels, is he in there? He's like, he's Rooster Cogburn. I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> I was thinking Jeff Daniels, but I should have been thinking Jeff Bridges because you, he looked like he was under the bridge. You had me. Uh, um, and sometimes I feel grit, like I don't have a partner. True Grit my, uh, was sort of the... True Grit, I think, was the reemergence where Jeff Bridges was let was more gubber, 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 gubber yeah. with everything. Yeah, I watched a movie. It was a couple weeks ago. It was called The Giver. It was like a a young adult. It's based on like a classic novel. Like I, I think my son <laughs> I had know. to wa- had to read The Giver. For oh, school. really? Yeah. It was it was like a future dystopia type thing where uh, they have eliminated like emotion and jealousy and stuff like that, except for one human being. Uh, gets to know everything and they pass it on to another one. And Jeff Bridges is the guy who knows everything <laughs> and he's passing it on to this kid. But it's Jeff Bridges going, and the kid goes and he experiences snow. And he's like, isn't it wonderful? That, that plot sounds 1 billion percent like something that I would have to read in junior high. It seems pretty modern to me. The movie's only a couple years old. Just that premise sounds very. But it had Jeff Daniels and Meryl Streep in it. No, it didn't have Jeff Daniels in it. It at had all. Jeff Bridges. Why do I keep doing <laughs> You're that? You're doing the thing that I do. Oh every my time gosh! We it had Jeff Bridges and Meryl Streep. <laughs> what if it was actually uh, not Meryl Streep, but what's what's the other Meryl Meryl from Walking Dead? <laughs> Meryl Haggard. Yeah, I always Meryl get those Hag- two confused. <laughs> Jeff Bridges and Meryl. That would just be a that would be a growl off. Yeah, that'd be a good podcast. That's not Merle Haggard. Is that not, that's not Merle Haggard, is it? Who's the devil went down to Georgia? No, that oh, I can't remember. Charlie Daniels band. Charlie Daniels. Yeah, Merrill Haggard and Jeff da- uh, Jeff Bridges. I almost did it again. Doing a podcast would be a, basically the equivalent of like maybe listening to them grind up rock into gravel. <laughs> Probably like my throat right now, actually. Gravel cast. Yeah. So Don't uh, worry, if you listen to this, you're not gonna get sick. So I saw that trailer last week of being I I've not been a horror fan for most of my life, but the last few years of watching some horror films I realized like I think I've been I a fan of horrors for a long time. Oh horrors. Horror okay. films as in like my just, bad. Just pretty woman on a loop at your house. <laughs> Uh, no, um, like, uh, you know, starting with, you know, that most recent Halloween, really enjoying that. And yeah, that one was a lot of fun seeing some of them just coming up through a few of these, like I've, I've enjoyed a lot of stuff and, uh, you know, uh, Jordan Peele being tapped as too direct the mm. Candyman reboot. Was he tapped or did he choose that project? I almost think he's One, at the point now who is too where he can go, I want to do this. And they're like, okay. Who is to say? Yeah, I'm sure. Well, yeah, who knows? Who is to say? But uh, I really like Get Out. And I actually, in, in seeing the preview for this, I have been wanting to watch Us for a while, but have been too much of a timid little tabby cat to watch it. <laughs> I pretty much know how the entire movie goes. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was perhaps Sean Patton, the comedian. Um, 
he pretty much just he's like do you guys do you guys just want to know the movie and i was like yeah just tell us the movie and he pretty much in about a 15 minute span told us the entire movie start to finish it's not what it's not a super twist heavy movie and honestly you know it, the premise is is very much in the previews of this family being menaced by a shadow version of themselves mm-hmm. which is really intense yeah i'm sure really intense uh boy travis you're going to have to listen to me try and say a name that i haven't heard out loud but have only read lupita nyongo yeah i know it's lupita and then i think nyong nyongo or nyonga uh, anyway, we're tr- we're trying to forgive be respectful. Me, I, she is really good playing the dual roles. Of oh, the, really? The, her, her of her character in the shadow character. That's the true test of an actor when they get to play themselves in the movie. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, she is. She is doing that. I'm tr- I'm thinking I'm like, oh yeah, the credits they do have. There were tons of characters that had shadow characters in it that I don't know if they ever even. I don't know. I don't know. Suffice it's an interesting to say, concept. Most of the characters, and this is—I'm sure this was something that got spoiled for you—is most of the characters aren't really verbal. Most of the shadow mm-hmm. characters aren't really verbal. They're regular, you know, obviously. They're head tilters. They're uh, the shadow <laughs> version. They just look just, at you and go. Mm-hmm. Is just like grunts and screams, and the. But the Lupita one is like their. Their uh, leader. Do they have shadow schools and things like that? That sort of comes along with the. So here's here's my. Do thing. they keep up on fashion? Because they've got a the they've got a fit. They in. only have one outfit. <laughs> <laughs> they only have one outfit, which is like a prison jumpsuit looking thing. Um. The thing about it is that the early parts of the movie where they're just being menaced by just their shadow family mm-hmm. is really intense and really scary. And I was very much like, I, I will admit this to you. I started watching it a little bit late on one night and start got toward the middle and was like, yeah, I need to shut this off. I'm kind of like, I'm not saying I'm too scared of it, but it's an intense movie. I'm like, my intensity is up and I'm not going to be able to sleep if I keep going. The thing that gets me about like, like the shadow people or even when science fiction or superheroes, they go to alternate earths or things like that or alternate, alternate dimensions is what are the odds that somebody is going to be exactly like me? Like my entire family tree had to line up perfectly on this <laughs> other world as well to be able to create me the way I am, you know what I mean? So that I shouldn't think about. I should be able just to go. It's just a movie. Just stop it. Just watch the movie. But that, that's what I start thinking about. That's kind of the. That's kind of the the thing about it is you get to a point where they explain what the shadow people are, mm-hmm. and I felt like they became less interesting when you finally figured out what they were but also Mm -hmm. you find out what they were but what you're talking about of how is it that things line up that there are shadow versions of everybody right in the exact same situations they never really exactly explain (laughs) how it is that that they're it's predictive almost in that way but i mean we should really like capture the the shadow people and harvest their organs who knows maybe that was the original intent on it i mean it just That's makes what I'm sense. Not finding out, I, I could have gone the whole movie and have there be no explanation of what they are, just them being menaced, and eventually they, you know, they either kill them or the shadow people kill them, and the movie is over, and maybe open ended of like maybe there's more shadows, maybe there's more of this. Shapeshifters would have made sense. Dopplers could have been the Doppler radar. Yeah, 
But overall, I really liked the Doppler it. Doppler radar. Overall, I really liked it, even despite it maybe losing a kind of stumble a little bit on me. Mm. All right. There is a and and presumably so. Did he tell you about the super spoiler at the very end of the movie? Uh, yeah. Do you want me to say it on here? I guess it doesn't. It, it's been out. It's for been a, while, a so. where the the shadow Lupita is actually the real Lupita that was yeah. kidnapped and swapped when she was a child. Yeah, which was <laughs> a good twist for me because it's kind of inconsequential, as opposed to like a Shyamalan one, which is the twist explains the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like Shyamalan twists are the sixth sense. You can't watch all the sixth sense unless the twist is there to explain why the whole movie's happening. Jake, let's get our Shyamalan. The <laughs> the twist at the end of of uh, us, where it is that the the Lu, the Lupita character, I want to say her name might be Allie. The, I like Lupita better. We'll just say it. Lupita. The Lupita that's actually been through the whole movie that's the protagonist is actually the shadow one that swapped with the real one when they were little kids. Well, that's what messes with you because you've been rooting for her the entire movie and then you find out, no, nah, the, the one she actually took the place of the real one who is now with the shadow people. It so aren't a, they really just in the that same regard, person? In that regard, kind of, I think neither of them are bad because it's not like you can blame her. Also, she was engineered to be evil. Do they murder people? That. That actually, it, it leaves more questions of how did she turn out good? If she was... I don't know. The, I don't the know. whole... So I guess, I guess we're doing spoilers. The, the, the way they explain them is it's some government organization that's creating evil people so they can be controlled? They can control the populace? It, wow. It kind of didn't make a ton of sense and in the end kind of just didn't... It felt it felt way more menacing when you just didn't know what the hell they were. Right. Or also the um, the characters outside of Evil Lupita are mindless, and and that that was presumably, I would say that was presumably the reason why she was able to talk and reason at all, except for that good Evil Lupita um, could talk. Right. She found her way in the world. Or that might be a matter of, that might have explained why when she came out initially she couldn't talk. Hmm. I guess maybe she had to learn at all. I don't know. I don't know. Trav, it's a mystery. But the the spoiler at the end is kind of cool because it didn't it, it reformed the film rather than being the sole reason you're watching the film. Mm-hmm. All right. It made the whole film you go back and go like, oh like you, you could watch it again and maybe everything feels different. And maybe Maybe Jordan Peele even, it's one of those things like when I'm watching Witcher now where the first time through it's all happening so fast and it's all so new. You don't pick up all the the nods that actually do tell you it's three separate timelines. Like if you watch Us again, there's maybe a lot of nods where you go, oh, she's acting this way for that reason. Right. But yeah, I've been meaning to watch it. I'll have to, but I'll have to get to it, it. Everyone in it's really good. Uh, liked it. Quite liked it. And now it's got me interested in it. I'm, I'm going to maybe. Two shadow thumbs up. Yeah, two to shadow thumbs up. Boy, Shadow Jake is just like, like, what, highly motivated? Am I going to be worried about some guy coming to like, hey, I'm highly motivated. I'm going to highly motivate in front of you. Like, highly, motor, highly motorboat me, I, or whatever you'd call it. Shadow Travis actually knows what leg day feels like. <laughs> it's not just a, it's not just a, a tall tale that I keep hearing about. Yeah, but I'm... Um, you know, look out for perhaps my take on original Candyman, and then I'm I'm pretty interested watching that trailer. So you haven't seen it? No, no. Which might contextualize because uh, 
the trailer leads you to believe that an average person is becoming Candyman via the legend. So I'm, I'm wondering if it's if it's much like Halloween, if it's a, a continuation of the original stuff. Do you even know like the backstory of the Candyman character? Because I know nothing about Candyman. I know bees. I know okay. Hook. I know, say his name. He He's kind of a Beetlejuice. He's kind of a Beetlejuice? Say his name in front of a mirror and he appears uh, Like to Bloody Mary? Kind of a Bloody Mary. Oh, we okay. We can't say it a third time. There's a oh, there's not a mirror in here. There's the black mirror. We're in the green room at Wise Guys. There is a giant TV in here. Yeah, we can see a reflection. Oh dear. Better that's, not say that's it. That's the shadow us. Oh yeah, maybe that's what it is. So they live inside the TV. So what you been up to, Trav? Oh, not not a whole lot. Um, I'm a little upset today. Oh, Trav. Uh, they announced that they're going to be bumping James Bond. No time to die from April to November because of the yeah, it's coronavirus a five, thing. a five-month delay. I'm so bummed out. <sighs> I generally look at those things like, like, I would have wanted to go see that, but I mostly look at anything being delayed. Well, being someone who, who's been pretty big on video games most of my life, like delays are expected a lot of the time. But I'm at a point now where any kind of entertainment thing, when they say we're delaying this, I'm just like, thank God I am so backed up on everything as it already is. <laughs> but it's called No Time to Die. Turns out he's got plenty of time to die. He's, he's, got, he's, plenty, gotten, he's, he's got, got until late November. I, maybe he has no time to die, which is why he's staying, he's sidelining himself during this COVID. And they already released issue. that subpar uh, James Bond song by. Uh, who is it? Not Halsey. Uh, right. Billy Eilish. Billy, Billy Daniels. Billy Eilish. Yeah. That's just kind of, uh, uh, it's kind of hummy. I still haven't <laughs> listened to that. I mean, my daughter thought it was cool, but she likes Billy Eilish. I don't even Daughters, have, am I right? I don't even have anything against Billy Eilish, but uh, I want somebody belting out a ballad for a James Bond song. That's it. That's all. Nothing against you, Billy Eilish. I hope, I hope you have a good day. <laughs> oh, well, Travis, how hospitable. I try. Um, I try. My being me, my take on that was like was to the degree of okay, I that's really thoughtful of you, corporations. So your VFX houses, your production companies, <laughs> like you're going to shut those down while this till this blows over, right? I think they are planning on making a lot of money in China in november <laughs> and they're afraid they're not going to make very much i feel like in by, april i feel like the way that this is i'm being led to believe trying to inform myself in as you know a uh, good a way as possible i would think by april this thing is going to be very very much worldwide it, it might be but it, it might eh. i think it's i think it's less about china and more about once this thing hits in a you know what in next month um, people just ain't going to be leaving the house much unless they have to. I don't see it closing down the world. <laughs> I just don't. Well, I I guess in a month we'll reconvene and do you see think, where it's at. Do you think our, our jobs are going to be like, yeah, stay home for a while. It's no, cool. And no, our, and, our jobs aren't, and The people we have to pay bills to are like, yeah, coronavirus, <laughs> crazy, I can huh? tell you, see I know, you in a couple months. I know people whose jobs are taking it very seriously and working toward things like making sure people can work from home and – canceling business trips and 
people who have personal trips are like, when you come back, just know you'll be working from home for two weeks. <laughs> I mean, I don't if you had you can... it, if you had it, that's one thing. But if you don't have it, you're still going to have to go to work. Well, I, I think that the conversation about that would be pretty dry, so I'm not going to subject you to it. But I, like I said, what I'm reading leads me to believe this is this ain't this ain't no SARS or swine fool or anything. Swine fool, swine fool, yeah. Swine fool. Or for love you, me, love me. Say that you swine me. <laughs> it's not going to be no swine the cardigans. Flu. That's love fool. <laughs> I love the cardigans. Can you name another song by the Cardigans? Uh, my favorite mistake. I don't. Oh, uh, uh, or is that? That's not. I, I have. N- it's not the same song as Love Fool. No, it's a different song. There was another one that I really liked. I can't remember it though. Don't put me on the spot like that. It's uh, not fair. I'm gonna look it up. But no, I, I am. I am led to believe this is probably going to be much larger than any of that stuff. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, all I know is everybody's buying all the bottled waters at every grocery store in the country. Oh, no. I, a friend of mine sent me pictures from his Costco of a completely empty toilet paper aisle. Yeah. You know what? The water's still going to work. You're going to be able to turn your faucet on. My favorite mistake is a Sheryl Crow song. Okay. It's something like that. They say that in the song. I want to get on my Spotify and look up what Love Fool or what the Cardigans hits were. Is it like favorite game that maybe? I don't know. It's it's not important. We're talking swine flu. Swine flu. I don't know. It sounds like it's pretty important. It just sounds like somebody's a little afraid of finding out the truth. It's not the same song as Love Fool or whatever you said. I do like the cardigans. I can't believe you're you're questioning. I'm not disparaging the cardigans. I just know for sure I couldn't name a second song from the cardigans. Yes, my favorite game. Yes, okay. I was close. Erase slash rewind. Oh, yeah. Erase and rewind. I'm, I'm going to have to take your word That's on That's a good that. one. Carnival. Um, maybe I remember that one. I can't remember. And for what it's worth, their song for what it's worth. Uh, I don't remember that one. They, yeah, were, that they, were, one, they were big for a year. Uh, I have seen more than a few people on my face page timeline, you know, saying things like, well... Y'all thought we were weird and crazy. Now, uh, how crazy are we for being preppers? Like, you're still weird and you're still crazy. It does not absolve you of that weird and craziness just because everyone's being weird and crazy right now. I'm hearing everything from it's the end of the world to it's just the common cold with a little bit of steroids. So it will. It's like the flu. Thousands of people die from the flu every year. Mm-hmm. How many um, people have died so far in like two months, like worldwide, 300? But, but also, as opposed to, say, SARS or the swine fool, everybody gets the flu, so probably everybody's going to get this. Which and everybody is hurts. Troubling. Well, sometimes. Take but, comfort uh, in your friends. Yeah. Oh. He's young. <laughs> yeah. is yours. I'm sorry. I... I don't know that how is the best anti-suicide song i think uh sure there might I'll be a better that. one out there but i like i like the vandals come out fighting personally but that's uh, a uh, less less well-known one i guess all right but uh i i think it's a funny song <laughs> <laughs> just because michael stipe is funny to me for the most part there's that uh oh god it was i Pe- do love peter gabriel and i adore automatic for the people oh yeah it's a great it's a great album 
What's your favorite REM song? My favorite REM song, I don't. That could be different based on the day, but it's probably it's going to end up being off of Automatic for the People. I really like Driver Eight. I don't know what it is I like about that song. I'm a Driver it's Seven just, man myself. Really, I, I like Eight. I mean, they really they really tied it all together in Eight. That's a good one. I like uh, or dri- Driver what's Six, the, freq- the Leonard Six of Driver songs. <laughs> what's the frequency, Kenneth? What the frequency, Kenneth? Is it's good. a great song. I really like the Sidewinder Sleeps Tonight. Ah, all right. In the jungle. Don't even try to wake it up. <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember that song. Don't even try to wake it up. I bet if I heard it, I would remember it. I just can't remember it off the title. It's off automatic for the people. All right. Let's, let's shift gears <laughs> off of coronavirus. Yeah, it's not a fun subject. We're all about fun, Trav. I, I had a little joke, and I, I was like, oh, this could be, this could be funny. And then I, Here's a little I typed joke it. You wrote. I typed it into Twitter, and I saw just like boom, boom, oh, boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. I was like, all right. I guess I'm not going to be using it. I, I had this. Uh, it was uh, I, basically a, if a hipster gets sick, are we going to call it the PBR virus? Yeah, I <laughs> I had a uh, I had what I believe to be a hot banger this week. And I, I want to look it up to find out who a day later got like 14K uh, likes on Twitter for it, <laughs> which was the um, Sean Archer and his family do not make it out of the coronavirus epidemic. Which was uh, Face Off, the Sean Archer. I don't know. You got to fill me in. Have you seen Face that... Off? Not for twenty something. Sean years. Archer is the Travolta character that does okay. the face waterfall with his family. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Travis, it's. Real I really funny. don't remember much about that movie. I just remember uh, one of them. I can't even remember which one. Uh, they've got a woman tied up on a plane, and he goes, "I could eat a peach for hours." Oh yes, I, I remember that, and that's pretty much it from the whole movie. Travis, I'm going to encourage you to treat yourself to Face Off. It's, <laughs> I I don't even know what to say about that movie. <laughs> it's bananas. It was Josh Billinson. Uh, Day after mine did basically the same thing up 14k likes. I was like, mm. I guess that's what I get for having 25 followers. Could be that could be the that could be the issue right there. Uh, besides James Bond getting bumped, uh, we saw a picture of the Batmobile today. Yeah, looks pretty cool. That is the most stoked I've been to see because uh, ever since the Tumblr, mm-hmm. um, the which was cool. No, the Tumblr, the Tumblr was cool. They never even called that the Batmobile. It was always the Tumblr, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that was for that movie to be specifically a functional Batmobile, which is you know, which is great. Especially and for what they did with it. Look. I don't even really remember what the the Batfleck one looked like. It was similar to the Tumblr, if I remember. Other than that it could turn into a spider. <laughs> it. it <laughs> It was kind of based on the Tumblr, I think, if uh, I remember right. Brief passaway, Trav. Yeah. The way that it turns into a spider in um, in Justice League. Do you think that th- that was Justice League that it turned into a spider? I don't even remember it turning into a spider. It turns into like a spider and climbs up a, a wall. I don't even remember that. Did you see Justice League? Yes, I saw Justice League. I only League. thought of that. How dare you? I'm... I particularly I just don't remember, remember that. it. <laughs> it turns in, yeah, it turns into and like climbs up some pipe or wall or something like that. And I was just thinking that like as a brief uh, pathway, like, do you think that was like the Wild Wild West thing where <laughs> the only way that movie got made is someone said, "Yes, we'll do this, but there has to be a giant mechanical spider." We gotta use a spider. Or do you, do you know that thing about Wild Wild West? Oh yeah, yeah, I know about yeah, it. Okay, it was originally supposed to be in the Nick Cage Superman movie. Holy. 
Honest to God, Trev, I kind of do wonder now if that was somehow a like tongue-in-cheek callback. No, it was supposed to be in that. No, I know, but that's what I'm oh, saying. Okay. Is, do you think that's For why it's Superman? in Justice League? Could be. A Superman movie. I'll have to go back in and watch it. I honestly I don't remember that part. I never thought of it. I, you know, I, I just barely saw that <laughs> connection now, but I forgot that, that, yeah, that was supposed to be tied to a Superman movie. <gasps> we'll have to find out. <laughs> oh. Layers upon layers. The Pardon Justice me. League onion. <laughs> Travis. Uh, much better now. Go wash your hands, damn it. I'm just flimmy. <laughs> uh, oh, we were talking about the, the Batmobile. Ian, Ian Flemmy. Ian Flemmy's uh, Plenty of Time to Die Yeah. in November. Coming to the Desert Star Playhouse. <laughs> Maybe by the time the movie comes out, they'll have cast a new Bond. <laughs> anyway, Batmobile. Uh, looks looks like, uh, looks like a muscle car. Looks kind of like yeah. they're, they're shooting for the 60s, like classic kind of Batmobile almost. I thought it looked like uh, Adam West Batmobile with a little bit of DeLorean and a little bit of Dom Toretto's car. I really like it. I really yeah, I dig do that. Too. I do too. That's so, which, Travis, mm-hmm. maybe Pattinson Batman is really going to be a silly one. It's not going to be, but maybe it's really going to be. It's I think not. it's going to be good. I hope it has a sense of humor. I think no, it. Does. I think it needs to have a. That's what was missing in the they've Christian been, Bale ones. They've been talking up and down the street about how raw this one's going to be, how mature this uh, one's going to be. DC, come on, look at. I love DC comics. I do. That was. Uh, but we, they need to. We talked at, about that. That look, Ben Affleck said that like, oh, the reason I didn't take it is my friend said, if you play this part, you're going back to the bottle. So he didn't do it and went back to the bottle anyway. Yeah, he still went back to the bottle. He just skipped the middle man. <laughs> the middle Batman. <laughs> like, yeah, why, why should I put myself through this? I can just do this, I guess. But there was humor in Wonder Woman. There was humor in Aquaman. And they did great. People love those movies. We still don't know... How, we still don't know how they're going to... Because it's not the same... It's not the same Batman. No, it's a completely... It's its own separate universe, I mean, just, which is fine. I, I've I've gotten past that. I've I've been okay with it, and then gotten angry about it, and then I've been back and forth about eighty-seven times. I'm just waiting to see <laughs> what they finally decide to do, because obviously I don't new, think there's any tying it together. At new this Wonder point. Woman, New Wonder Woman was already going to be in production, and although New Wonder Woman is set way before that, so we currently don't <laughs> have a post Justice League timeline. I think they just keep doing movies, and they don't tie them together anymore. You know, just you'll never see Justice League again. No more team ups from DC. Well, Aquaman and uh, Wonder Woman are doing super gangbusters, so they're going to keep doing those. Right. That those two, that that is still that universe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I I just don't know because uh, there again, so many layers to this onion of you know WB definitely or excuse me desperately wants to have their end game, and they were moving toward. Apocalypse. There is that apocalypse. What's there? No, it's not apocalypse. That's the planet. What's there? Who's no, there? No, it's Thanos? apocalypse, isn't it? Who's there? Thanos. It's apocalypse. Is it apocalypse? Or is apocalypse X Men? No, it's not a po- There's an apocalypse in X Men. Oh, Dark Seed. Dark, Dark Side. Dark Side. Dark Seed. Yeah. See, they both even have the same the same problem of right. How do you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the movies told Thanos, you Thanos. told you the wrong way to pronounce Thanos. <laughs> Yeah, canon is wrong. But, uh, <laughs> you know. But, so I know they desperately want to do that, and they set that up. They've had the amazing setback of 
nobody really wants Justice League in its current iteration, although they have two characters from that franchise that it's really a mess. took off. It really is a mess. One char- they have one character in The Flash that's really popular in a different iteration, but they, they still seem to be going ahead with that movie. And that character showed up in The Flash TV show. And that character showed up in The Flash TV show. So they're just... They're so unfocused. They're, they're doing a new Batman, which is fine. And I, I'm excited. I think it's going to be really cool. I think it'll be... the Honestly, I was kind of eh about the last trilogy. I Obviously, Dark Knight was amazing. But that's because Heath Ledger was a really cool Joker. I never thought anything else well, in that whole Batman series always, was great. Batman always lives and dies by its villains. Yeah. And they've got a good they've got a good lineup, so I don't know. It'll be fun. Well, we'll see. Uh, design of the Batmobile seems seems cool. Being yeah, as soon as you messaged me and told me the pictures of the new Batmobile are out, I looked at it and I sent back to you the Bats and the Furious. Yeah, that was, that was hot take. Boom. You got us. But it looks cool. It looks like it's going to be really dark with a, a red tone. Every picture they've released. I don't know the, those those Batman red. on a mo- those Batman on a motorbike pictures were like daytime photos. Oh, I didn't see those. Oh, you didn't see that? Mm-mm. Yeah, it was more like you could kind of see the whole bat suit with the arrows in the gauntlets and Batman on a motorbike. Mm-hmm. It's like Moses on a motorbike. But we're, also we're referencing fair, a lot of the 90s motorbi- music. The motorbike, the motorbike, the motorbike, the motorbike had like Jeff the Daniels. Bat- Jeff Daniels. <laughs> Bridge too far. <laughs> The Jeff Bridges of Madison County. I don't know. There's there's so many things you can say. Uh, it had like a bat face on the motorbike. Really? Yeah. A bat face. But I mean, not like not <laughs> like when you would see like I remember no, having a like car that. as a kid that had a Joker face on the front. No, it wasn't. It's not like the maximum overdrive okay. uh, hop goblin right. face on it. No, just just like a like what would have a, a headlight on a bat. Or on a regular motorcycle, mm-hmm. but like bad ears kind of come out the back. Okay, of it. all right. Sadly, we have had it. to realize that, that it's not the long bad ears. Uh, I think they're they look medium. medium I'd say they're, they're they're medium. Yeah, they're not mild. They're not spicy. They're medium. Spicy, spicy bad ears. <laughs> uh, any, what else is new with you? What else is new with me? Uh, I saw Snowpiercer finally. Oh, that's right. I was I was really excited to talk to you about this. It was really cool. It is a super fun movie. It so long as you don't dark. think too much about it. It's this whole movie is people killing each other on a train, and then at the end you're like, "Wow, I did not think a movie about killing people could go so dark." But it does. Oh yeah, it really really does. Had you known about the the corny the corny line that everyone talks about in that movie uh which one there's a babies few. tasting the best yeah <laughs> had, had no i didn't i that? didn't know about didn't it know no, about no, that? No, no, no. i i somewhat unfortunately knew about that line going into uh, it. okay i wish i wasn't the kind of man that knew what men taste like and i wish i didn't know that babies tasted the best two marvel alums in that movie yeah yeah it was it was a lot of fun there was some good fighting I love a good choppy chop. You there love was, a good was, choppy chop? There was some axe. You know what? I also am Axe a fan. action. I am also... I might be watching some choppy chops this week. Oh, yeah? That, that, we can talk about that next okay. week. But we're... I don't even, Travis, I don't even want to talk about. We're talking about how 
much fun is Tilda Swinton having in that movie? Oh my gosh, yeah, she was she was out of control. Uh, it, <laughs> she was definitely having a lot of fun with that one. Um, the guys that didn't have arms and legs, I thought it was going to be because they show the. I don't know who that character actor is, but he's been in tons and tons of movies. He's a he's a Scottish guy. Now that you say it, it has to go out on. I'll get and, it. And uh, so he gets his arm. They put his arm on the outside of the train until yes, it freezes, and then they break it. So I thought all the guys with like missing arms and legs, I thought they had been taken nope. in that way because of <laughs> nope. uh, because of rebellion. But no, uh, they took them because they offered them to the other passengers to eat. I, I it was weird. I, I those those uh protein you're talking about John Hurt. that was the other big spoiler kind of coming out of that movie I kind of wanted out. one just to see how it tasted yeah I love Jello they looked a li- they I did, love a Jello jiggler they did look a little tasty they looked like grape <laughs> you know a, just have, a real dense grape have, flavor would it have killed them like think how much see it, all it would have taken was small steps all it would have taken was small steps. Instead of just ground up cockroach bars, <laughs> all you got to do, just sprinkle a little bit of Kool-Aid dust. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Some flavor. Exactly. The train was weird. Like, there's an aquarium on it. There's, a, like, a preschool. But again, <laughs> it's, that, that movie is cool as long as you don't think about how silly some of it is. Cause, right. I mean, it, uh, it, the movie is just a metaphor for class warfare kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, all the, you know, they have the... You know, they, they get to the one car and give them sushi and basically told them, like, you've ruined sushi for years now because of all the sushi we had to give you. And Right. Uh, it was good. I liked the, the Japanese father and daughter. Um, they kind of grew on me a little bit. Uh, I was like, there's more to this guy than because they were like drug addicts. Yes. But you find out he was I mean, he was using the drugs, but. He was saving it for a particular reason because he was he was kind of a genius, and and I like that part of it. Ed Harris was really I was good. Say, you like a good Ed Harris reveal? Yeah, I I mean I knew he was in it because he's on the cover of the oh, of is the he? movie. Yeah, I didn't know it was. And that. it even says his that name, is... so I figured I was like, that's that's who uh, Will Wilson or Will Waldo or I don't know Wellmore. I don't I can't remember what his name was. <laughs> anyway, it was a W something I think. Winfrey. Yeah, Winfrey, Winfred. Was it Winfred? I I don't. It's I can't been remember. a long time since I've seen that movie. But uh, that Carl is Winslow, a, <laughs> Carl Weathers. <laughs> Cindy's been watching uh, that. Um, that uh, what is the name of that? Uh, the Mandalorian. No, not the oh. Mandalorian. That show. I'm thinking that, can't that show Carl that you Weathers catch her watching. It's oh, not Carl uh, Heart of Dixie. Heart of Dixie. <laughs> I I walk by her watching Heart of Dixie lot, and I and I start with it. Is that Reginald Vale Johnson? Then I'll, that's Reginald Vell Johnson. Is he on Heart of Dixie? Yeah, yeah Reginald wow. Johnson. Reginald Vell Johnson is on Heart of Dixie. Is he still and seems alive? To be having a blast. I thought he died like last year or something. Might have to check on that. Anyway, one. Snowpiercer. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of arms getting chopped off and crazy stuff like that. Some cannibalism. You know, uh, I felt bad for the little tiny kids. <laughs> <laughs> the little tiny kids had it rough. But yeah, I mean, the train's pretty cool. The concept of the train just going around the world constantly for 18 years is Nope, Reginald Johnson walks among us, and he is 67 years old. Well, good for you, RVJ. Two years away from nice. You have RDJ. I've got RVJ. Uh, yes. Oh, 
Think about Reginald Bell Johnson's Iron Man. <laughs> How much more fun. And that, that's one thing I was going to say about Snowpiercer is, you know, again, social message, but Snowpiercer at its core is largely a very silly movie. Oh, yeah. As evidenced by yeah. Tilda Swinton. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you were talking about the kids, the, the, the kids in the engine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a movie. Just pulling sludge out. Oh, what a movie. Fun movie. And has that TV series happened yet? Or is that Are still... they making a TV series of it? There's a TV series somewhere. There's a Snowpiercer TV series on on the works. I, I just kept thinking. Or not. Travis. When they're going through the snow over that bridge and they, they hit all this big chunks of ice and the, the thing nearly tips over and falls off the bridge. I'm like, it really just barely made it 18 years in a row and didn't fall off. Oh, it's again when you start to think I the know. whole concept of of that of just been going around a train that goes around the entire <laughs> world and then the you know and then at the end of it the train crashes and it's like we're okay we can just live in the we can just live in the snow i guess and the fact that they let the poor people eat each other at the beginning that's kind of a risky a risky thing to do like if they develop the taste for human flesh, are you really going to be able to stop them from coming up and eating you? Travis, there is no way on this green earth, this on that white earth, mm-hmm. that there is not currently a movie out there that is basically that of zombies making their way through a train. Zombies on a train. Oh, oh you're talking about Ziana T, huh? Ziana T with RVJ. Oh, <laughs> You zombies got to stop messing up this train. T-T-Y-L. Steve Urkel. So, uh, uh, it, it's it's all movies all the time, Trap. I watched another movie recently, well, last night. Mm-hmm. I watched, uh, have you heard of The Farewell? Uh, perhaps. Who's in it? I think I'm most Aquafina. Oh, probably not then. Yeah. I, it, I only know of Aquafina because she shows up in my... Uh, IMDb news feed every once in a while. I don't really know much about her. I I don't know what she's been in. I, that's the other thing is I know of that name just because I, I should have before this looked up the... Is she a singer turned actress? Gonna gonna try and find okay. out. Okay. Yeah, I don't know much about uh, Miss Fina. I should have looked that <laughs> up more. But this movie... Um, so it is apparently based on a true-ish story. It says it's based on a true lie. Mm. I think it just says based on a real lie. I think based, okay. calling it based on a true lie, that gets into territory of comparisons. Right. But um, it, the premise being is this Chinese family, of which Aquafina is a part. Um, God, I'm trying to type and do this at the same time. Uh Living in New York, she is fully Americanized. Uh, her, you know, her parents, you know, not so much. But named but her work. after a water bottle. Named her after a water bottle. That's that's the conceit. Is I don't <laughs> I don't want to say that is to find out there is some way that that name it was not a not a goof. It's got to be some sort of like music name. Doesn't it sound like a music name? I'm trying to figure it out, baby. Like Post Malone's name is not really Post Malone, everybody. 
It's like a professional wrestler. Okay, yeah, yeah. Nora Lum, known professionally as Aquafina, is an American actress and rapper. So. Okay, there you go. There Music you go, name. Baby. I was right. Yes. She's really good in the movie. I mean, every, that's good. Everyone's really good. This movie is spectacular. Um, spectacular. Won some, gold, wow. won some golden globes. The Whoa. the premise being is that uh, you know them them living in America uh, find out that the grandmother of the family. It has terminal cancer mm. in China. They they, they find out via other family that she has terminal cancer. Mm-hmm. Play this woman play that again. Poor your poor friend Jake, who is bad at pronunciation. Uh, uh, believe it's it's, Lapita. I believe this woman's name is Shuzhen Zhao. Okay, is the grandmother like just no kidding? Everybody in this movie is just amazing. Uh, Tsima, who I have. I know I've seen before, but I can't figure out where I've seen him. He's in Los. He's in Rush Hour. I'm gonna stop <laughs> looking at this, Travis. Criminy. The premise being, she has terminal cancer. The family opts not to tell her. They set up a premise of uh. of one of her cousins is getting married, and they're all coming home to China mm-hmm. for her wedding. But the the real reason is they're all coming home to kind of say goodbye without letting her know that she has this. Okay. And it's about it's more about her Aquafina's character who is very Americanized and cannot get with this idea that no one will tell her what's really going on. And I'm on her side. Everyone, <clears throat> hey man, the after after the movie, like I was on I was on the family side. You know what? If I'm old and dying, I want to do all the drugs. I mean, that was <laughs> that was kind it. of the kind of the conceit was that they were telling her is. If she knows about this, all she's going to be do is be scared of this death that's ahead of her. Mm. Yeah, but if you're old, you're going to be scared of death that's ahead of you anyway. I would want to know. Well, I mean, I, I will encourage you. Travis, I would want to know that I'm saying goodbye to somebody for the last time. Does that make sense? Travis, I will encourage you. Treat yourself. Okay. I'll, it's, my, sounds like my wife would I, really love it. I feel like she would. I, I So... Um, it was watching The Lighthouse, had a preview for The Farewell. I'm like, I didn't really, uh, I don't even know if I had heard of it. Mm-hmm. But so I watched the preview. I'm like, yeah, that looks, that looks good. I'm going to grab it. And I've just been on a like an A24 kick of, I'm not sure if this is a mandate, but like, uh, you know, A24 did uh, Midsummer, And it's definitely the same with Farewell of something about like, I don't know if it's natural light or what, but. Their films just look hmm. gorgeous, or at least the ones just that I'm watching beautifully just end up shot. looking gorgeous. All right. And this is the same way as like all the, all the colors pop. <laughs> when they're, I don't know why I sounded like that for a minute, but uh, you were selling it. All of the that was your elevator All of pitch. the shots where they're driving around China, and all of the shots because there's a lot of food in the movie too. It all looks so. Oh, good. so it's gonna make me hungry. Oh, it's definitely gonna make you hungry. But, <laughs> so I I got it from because I still get the Netflix DVDs. And I got it, and I showed it to Cindy. I said, like, hey, you know, I think this might be up your alley, and we could finally watch a movie together because I only watch weird stuff. And she looked at it, and she goes, why did you get this? You don't like movies like this. Like, no, I, I like movies like this. <laughs> and so she, we both just just adored it. It is such mm. an – I want this movie to be my grandma. <laughs> it is so heartwarming and just so – everyone in it is adorable and lovable. There's good. N- the, the antagonist. The antagonist in this movie is the secret. Mm. Okay. Uh, it, it like I I super encourage you treat yourself. I really think you would come back. 
You think it'll change my mind? I don't know if it would change your mind, but I think you'd come back saying, I really like it. Oh, I, I probably will. I, lo- I like most things. But it's, it's just such a sweet and endearing film, and everybody in it is... I, it's not a matter of is everybody good in it, but it is at the end of it, you just kind of really like everybody in it. Okay. And some of that comes from a place of... I'm fortunate, I am privileged to not really be familiar with a lot of these actors. So Mm -hmm. if you go into this movie and it's Scarlett Johansson, you're watching the whole movie and going, well, I'm watching a Scarlett Scarlett Johansson performance. Whereas with this, I'm like, I'm kind of seeing these people because I just don't know any of them. I like when they find an unknown person and put them in things. I don't think any of these people are unknown. I think I just suck. Well, unknown to to me anyway. When you see somebody super like okay well i haven't seen doolittle but i gotta imagine when you're watching doolittle you're seeing sherlock holmes or iron man iron man yeah. you know yeah and not dr doolittle like if they had gotten some little known I english actor would, i guess the question on that would be <coughs> how much of rdj's performance because sherlock and iron man are not <clears throat> particularly dissimilar performances probably yeah it's just one's got an accent and one doesn't <laughs> yeah so i guess it would be do you go into because honestly at least between those two performances honestly i get a sense that <clears throat> robert Downey jr is kind of pulling a harrison ford of he's kind of being himself in a lot of ways or he's yeah. not i don't know <clears throat> not not in the way of say like a tilda swinton where she <laughs> she is pops out her teeth she's a chameleon like one of my one of my beefs is her as the ancient one in the Doctor Strange is like there's not much of a perf- there's not a Tilda Swinton performance there really. Yeah, she's very monotone and understated. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, what was I gonna say? I don't know. Say something. Maybe I'll think of it again. I got the farewell. My next <laughs> my next up is a Kurosawa film that I I was thumbing through Twitter and someone was talking about. I think it's called <clears throat> Drunken Angels or Drunken Angel. It just seems yeah. like a, a noir. A Japan noir film. Is it like along the lines of Drunken Master? I don't know. All I saw were a few frames and a quote from it. And I'm like, and also that it's an Akira Kurosawa movie. I'm like, I. So just, it's animated? No. Oh, it's not? No, you're thinking of. Um, you're oh, thinking Studio of, uh, Ghibli. Studio Ghibli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the Akira Kurosawa did uh, um, Seven Samurai. Right. Uh, so is this an older movie? Yeah, I okay. want to say it might have been 1948, I believe it was. Holy moly, that's, so it's like that's a, old. It looks, and that's the thing is, I don't really know. I'm actually kind of excited because I don't really know. It looks like it's maybe a noir kind of gang, like grease or gangster type movie. <laughs> wow. So hopefully, uh, I mean, not hopefully, it's an Akira <clears throat> Kurosawa movie. I'm probably going to really end up loving it. My next uh, Netflix movie is Rocky Three. <sighs> I think they're hey, actually available lane, to stream again. We just sent back Rocky too. We've had it forever. Finally, and I'd seen it before. My son had never seen it. I remember what I was going to say though. Uh, in those Sherlock Holmes movies, I love the scenes where it breaks down. Yeah. This is what. I, this is how I'm going to punch him. It's going to break his jaw. Then I'm going to throw my elbow back, and that's going to break his nose. Oh, you mean Psych? Psych. Did like you ever the watch the TV, TV show Psych? Didn't he? Doesn't yeah. he do the same thing? Mm, no, well, not not similar. He he kind of breaks down. He kind of solves it. In, There's that in his after mind. that he breaks down. All yeah, this it's stuff. after he's he's figured out what's going on. But there there are a lot of movies, and yes, those scenes are fun when they do them. <clears throat> oh my gosh, I'm coughing a lot today. Oh, Travis. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. 
Um, I'm not going to edit it out. I don't have that kind Rocky of Rocky 3 is the Clubber Lang one, right? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be fun. It's also the one, isn't the one, it, it also the one where he has his own robot? <laughs> no, that's four, I think. Isn't that when he's training to fight Ivan I, Drago? Yeah, I wouldn't I be so. able to tell you necessarily. Am I wrong or in one of the more recent Rockies or even maybe even one in one of the um, Creed ones that they you see that robot? I haven't seen Creed 2 yet, so I don't know. I could have sworn that that one showed up in one of the modern ones. Just like, like <clears throat> dusty in a corner or something. I was watching Hot Ones. and The, Nick the game Offer, show or the interview show? The interview show. And Nick Offerman was on it. And... Um, he grew up in, I guess, Chicago where Mr. T was, he was big before, like he even got the A team and he was talking about how he loved Mr. T when he was younger. And apparently Mr. T was a famous bouncer in the city of Chicago. That sounds about right. And he, I think won, I did know that. I used to, he won boy, this, I used to be deep on Mr. T lore. He won a American Idol type of bouncer competition where they would pick a guy up that had a harness, much like uh, you wear at work every day, <laughs> and they would they would grab him and see how far they could toss the person, and they would have all these other like firemen's carries and things like that. So but he was just geeking out on Mr. T. It Travis, made me like Nick Offerman even more. An extreme brief pass away. All right, let's do it. So I was really big on because Mr. T was you know we grew up as kids and I yeah, always I thought loved Mr. Mr. T. Remember I the cartoon? Mr. T was amazing. Yes, I remember with the his, his I remember Mohawk the cereal. Dog. I had the cereal, yeah. He had the dog with the mohawk? Yeah, yep. I remember that. Yeah. And as most of those shows were, yes, he had a band of kids who solved crimes. Come here, kid. <laughs> I know the Mr. T rap. Mother, there is no other, you know. Wow. But uh, He respects his mother. I think I did know all that stuff about Mr. T, which led into, I was really big on of early days of like internet humor. There was a Mr. T versus everything website. <laughs> and the way that he defeated, I think I remember this. The way that he defeated everything was to tea toss them. <laughs> he would just pick them up and throw them into the sun. Or in the case, there was one of them that was Mr. T versus two big cans of Lipton iced tea, and I think he just ate those. <laughs> I was genuinely mad at FanX last year when they announced that Mr. T was coming on April Fools, and then he wasn't. That is, that is number one. That is bullshit. And number two, I agree. That's it probably not good. wouldn't have been that hard to get him there. Exactly. That's why I thought it's probably true. It. How hard is it to get Mr. T? That's not even. That's not I even. I was genuinely. April Fool. I was so excited. I was like, "Yes, Mr. T's coming. I'll get a picture with Mr. T." And then, oh, it's it was April Fool's joke. First of all, why would you do that? It's not funny. It's stupid. It's not good business. I'm I'm bagging on Van X. Get him, Trav. But, but that was stupid. Why would you? <laughs> it'd be one thing if you put Mickey Mouse or, or you know. An imaginary character that obviously can't show up, but to put Mr. T, that seems plausible. Seems like somebody that would come, and it seems like somebody I would be damn excited to meet. To be fair, I think because uh, <clears throat> April Fools, at least online, has gotten away from us that the the whole premise seems to it's supposed to be oh we're like it's not actually an April Fools joke. It's a April Fools gag. Yeah, or a prank. Prank. Not even a prank. Like. The original April Fool's joke was to pull a prank. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of, it's not funny. The old pull the chair out while they're sitting down. Uh, being a being a big fan of wrestling, uh, are you familiar with, or are you familiar with the Mr. T entry into the Hall of Fame speech? 
Yeah, it goes it for like goes six hours long. and yeah. ever and ever. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it. I've just heard people talk about it. I started watching it like right after it happened. And I think I was about 45 minutes in and I was like, all right, I, I love Mr. T, but I can't. Is it really that long? It's really long. I think it's like an hour long. I've just, I've just heard people speak about it sort of like you feel, <clears throat> you feel kind of bad for him. Not, not necessarily bad for him. It's just uncomfortable of he really should just stop talking. Right. No, it's, I get it. Is he? Ta- I think he talks about his mother a lot on that. Is yeah, he, he loves his mother. To do like a, that was apparently not a gag. Like he just really loves his mother. Yeah, his mother was super important to him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that wasn't a, a gag at all. He would tell that like in the eighties. I remember that. Respect your mother, kid. Yeah. Yeah, your but I mean, special. you know, uh, Hulk Hogan was about you know take your vitamins, say your prayers, but that, right. that was that was more. A, he, he wasn't really that guy exactly. <laughs> Mm, yeah, probably. He not. was taking a very different set of vitamins. Yeah, I mean they were they were white vitamins, <laughs> and probably saying some very different prayers. Yeah. Regardless. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I saw another movie. What'd you see? Uh, it's like five years old. It was called American Ultra. Okay, I kind of I just know of that. But it has uh, Jesse Eisenberg and uh, Kristen Stewart in it. It's yeah. really cool. I remember seeing the the trailer when it first came out, and I was like, I think I want to see this movie. And I just never got around to seeing it. You know, you can't see everything. But it's on, I think it's on uh, Amazon Prime right now. And it was, it's a good spy movie. It, it was a lot like. Oh, it's if, a spy movie? Yeah, basically. It's I like, it it's kind of like Chuck. Movie. No, it's, it's like Chuck in a, in a way. Like he, basically, he's a spy, but they erased his memory. He was, they had an experimental thing, kind of like MK Ultra or something. Yeah. But they they took like people that had two strikes and they were going to go to prison for the rest of their life. But it was nonviolent stuff, and they asked them, "You can either go to jail, or you can come do this program, and we're going to experiment on you." And they're like, "Okay, we'll do this." And Jesse Eisenberg is the only one that actually worked. Everybody else just kind of didn't work what quite right. What crimes had Jesse Eisenberg done? <clears throat> I don't know. I think it was like drugs or something like that. It was it was nonviolent. That was the impression I got. But anyway, so they, you know, they make him basically Jason Bourne. And uh, I guess he started going crazy or something. He couldn't handle the pressure anymore. So they took his memories away. Uh, they they took him to this little town in, I can't remember what state it was. It was like West Virginia or something. Anyway, Mountain not, import, not important. And uh, uh, Kristen Stewart was his handler and she was supposed to like take him and just get him set up and then leave. But she falls in love with him, so she kind of quits. You don't find out late until later in the movie she's in the CIA. I don't know, whatever it is. CIA or FBI, whatever. So it's basically them. Uh, the government is coming. It's Topher Grace is leading is leading this <laughs> thing. And man, he, he's a bastard in this movie. You, you want him to get you want him to get beat up. But they're going after, you know, Jesse Eisenberg because they're trying to kill him so they can clean the slate so there's no um you know no clues to to what was going on <clears throat> and it's basically him just starting to like snap back into his uh super spy form and he starts doing things he, he didn't know he could do at one point there's a guy shooting at him he grabs a frying pan throws it up into the air and then shoots a bullet off of it and it ricochets and kills the guy that's shooting at him there's some cool stuff in it, man. There's a lot of explosions, fireworks, stuff like that. He uses fireworks on the bad guys. He just uses whatever he can. 
It's pretty fun. So, yeah, it is very Jason Bourne. Yeah, but it's fun. It, Jason Bourne is cool. Uh, American Ultra was fun. So it's a little Jason Bourne-y, but it, it's it's a little more tongue-in-cheek. And he's do like, I make you Bourne-y, baby? Bourne, do I make you Bourne-y, baby? But, yeah, it, it's very tongue-in-cheek, and he's just as surprised as everybody else that he can do this stuff. Travis, you really need to start yelling at me for doing things like that. <laughs> no, I like that stuff. I like that stuff. <laughs> After I said that, I said they were like, Travis. Like, I wish like, I'd have thought of it. I need like a shot, a puppy shot collar for when I do dumb stuff like that. Like, Ugh. that was a good line. I liked it. <laughs> John Leguizamo's in it. That's funny. Uh, he keeps uh, the government cover up for all of these military people being in this small town is that uh, some monkeys got loose and they had like. Uh, a monkey disease. They're all jumping <laughs> and on they the were bed. Spread, yeah, they were spread. They got sick from jumping on the bed, and now they're going to uh, fall off and bonk their head, and they're going to spread germs to the to the whole town. And uh, they're basically saying that, uh, I can't remember the name of the, the lady. She was on uh, Friday Night Lights. Not, Connie Britton. Gonna, Connie Britton. going to get me with that one. She was kind of trying to help out the Jesse Eisenberg character, and they show on the news that uh, she was having intimate uh, relationship with the monkeys. So she now had the disease. <laughs> so if you see her. Whoa. Come... <laughs> that was not what I expected to come out of Well, this mouth. is what. You Topher... said intimate relations. I'm like, what character? Like the monkey's like, oh. So Topher Grace hates her. So he's trying to shame her and also get her killed. So people will turn her in and turn in the Jesse Eisenberg character. Anyway, John Leguizamo is Jesse Eisenberg's uh, drug dealer. And he he's afraid of the monkey disease, brings him into their house. Then he sees on the news that uh, he's involved with the monkey disease. It's just it, it's a funny bit. Huh. It's it's funny seeing John Leguizamo act like that. I mean, it was very John Leguizamo, but he hasn't done that for a while. So how did <laughs> it was fun? What was the TV? <clears throat> did Leguizamo have a TV show first? Was he on in Living Color? Where did he come from? Mm, I don't know. I remember him as uh, the the clown in Spawn. Yeah, you don't remember him from. I remember the was the past, the past. Leguizamo. Well, that's that's what I was for kinda, a second. I was like, was that Chris Kattan? But that, that was, was Corky Romano. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was uh, something I think about John Leguizamo is because he's he's a fairly good actor. I love him in Chef. Of, I think of stuff like that. Like, how do you? How do guys like that who are really good actors, how do they start out in something so bad? I don't know. He must have been in... It, it seems like he might have been on a TV show. But I can't... I haven't gone full Leguizamo, so <laughs> you're asking the wrong guy. Well, he's... I mean... I enjoy him when I see he's him. He's the mechanic guy in the in the John Wick movies. Oh, yeah, he is. I forgot about that. Uh, there are guys like... He, what do you... Maybe Chris Kattan has like unlocked secret or as yet unlocked secret talent. Maybe it's like yeah, actor he, he actor does. ultra is Chris. They wiped Chris Kattan's acting ability and they just haven't given it back yet. Did you not know that he played the prime minister of uh, England in a Sharknado movie? I don't know that. <laughs> My Chris Kattan memory is he was the uh, uh, reanimated corpse. What what movie was he the reanimated corpse guy in? I oh, want to say remember. Monkey Bone. I don't think that's don't Monkey Bone, I'm going to have to look up Chris Kattan's... I saw uh, Night at the Roxbury on TV a couple weeks ago, and I was like, wow, Chris Kattan was... He was in pretty good shape when he was younger. Wow. <laughs> like, I mean, he was a little tiny, but I was like, eh, he probably he probably got some chicks. Not to say that he can't get them now, but, I mean, we all get a little older. Does he hit wise guys? Is he still doing that yeah. stuff? Yeah, he comes about once a year. 
How's he? I've worked with him a couple times. He's very nice. Good. <laughs> Good on you. I'm not going to disparage Chris Kattan. Exactly. I don't know what he's been up to. I'm trying to find the one that he was a. He was a. He was a voice on a vol, that uh, Netflix Voltron. Oh really? I'm going to find the one. Wow. He, he was a voice on Bunicula, which apparently they made a silly series out of. Really? I only I, remember I loved that. the Bunicula books when I was a kid. I know I loved them when I was a kid. I know that I definitely loved that cover with the bunny with the red eyes. Yeah. Because that scared me. I think I got it from a book order from school. Remember oh, the book orders? Boy. Sure do. They still get those. I deliver those books all the time. He was a voice on the Aqua Team Hunger Force uh, movie. Meanwhile, wow. Walter Mellon. Walter Mellon. You know what? Chris Kattan, apparently, it, apparently you get props. What about Yeah, Lad he Wazama? was. He was a reanimated he was a reanimated corpse in Monkey Bone. I don't think I ever saw Monkey Bone. It's not great. No. But it's got I mean it's it's got Dave Foley's in it, who I really love. Right. It's a, uh, you know. It's got a lot of people. I'm gonna look through here because you know, obviously it's got Brandon Fraser in it. Bridget Fonda's in it, John Turturro's oh. in it. Giancarlo Esposito is in it. Rose McGowan's in it. The only reason I ever watched Jackie Brown was to see Bridget Fonda. Holy cow. I think that's why I don't like Jackie Brown. How did Monkey Bone turn? Travis. Travis, I'm not going to do this right now. That's why I don't like Robert De Niro. Because he shot Bridget Fonda right in the head in a parking lot in Jackie Brown. Uh, I I figured it out. It all traces back somewhere. I really kind of want to jump on this because seriously – Monkey Bone is a maligned movie and probably for good reasons, but th- think about the people that are in this movie and how did it turn out so bad. Like I said, Brendan Fraser, Bridget Fonda, John Turturro, Chris Kattan, Giancarlo Esposito, <laughs> Rose McGowan, Dave Foley, Megan Mullally, Bob Odenkirk, Pat Kilbane, Whoopi Goldberg. Wow. And, you know, and, and I've, hit the, I've hit the end of like the thing, but like that's a lot of really good comedic people in a movie that was – Kind of terrible. I think the movie would have been better if they'd have had John Leguizamo, Jeff Daniels, and Jeff Bridges. That's what they were missing. Whatever. Did you say Jeff Daniels in there? I said both. Okay. Yeah. I tied it all up. I, Those two Jeffs have melded for me. We're, we're I think, about time to wrap this yeah. one up. So I thought, I thought <laughs> I'd enough. do a call back and bring it back. We've had enough. Yeah. My voice is going away. So, Travis. So I've been talking here, all day long. Is there anything that you want to plug? Uh, yes. Uh, March 10th. That's uh, coming up here soon. I will be in Las Vegas at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club with Vicky Barbalak. I'm really looking forward to that. So if you're in Vegas or near Vegas, uh, get tickets. It's a Tuesday night. Uh, That's all for now. Feeling's right. Yeah. Uh, Follow me on social media. If you'd like to find out more about Travis's exploits. Travis Tate Funny. Or... You could reach us at later to the tater at yeah. gmail.com. Hit us up. Tell me I'm wrong about the coronavirus. Oh, boy. Tell me I'm wrong about the Please. I, I hope, would love to find out that I'm wrong about I the hope coronavirus. you're wrong. <laughs> uh, if you like us or you like the – even if you like the coronavirus, please like, like. Please subscribe to our podcast. Uh, give us that five-star rating. Write us a one-sentence review. Make us visible on the Apple Podcast, please. Uh, if you can't do that, which is fine, please tell a friend about us. Do other things. Travis, I'm going <laughs> up high. You got to – Travis, get me out of this. Blue Wave Theory is the music that we use for our bumper music. It's rad. Bumper. I don't even know if that's right, bumper music. It's on the front and the back end. I call, I call it bumpers. intro and outro, but bumpers might be right. I don't know. That's what I've got in my 
though I've got I, it saved on the computer. Intro, though I outro. do it as a hobby, I ain't no kind of <clears throat> podcast scientist, Travis. Me neither. So um, I'm no Mark Marin. Oh, he he is a science. He is a scientist. He. I just saw that he signed on to be something in the MCU. Really? It was, they didn't say what, but he signed on to be in. I hope he's Modoc. That would work. <laughs> there are many. That's the thing. Is like it, uh, the MCU what? is going. He's so going to be the new Wolverine. He's going to be the new Wolverine. Oh my god! Wolverine smells like patchouli. I wonder what the hell new Wolverine is going to be. There That's was a, a rumor that it was going to be Henry Cavill. Could have been. He could do that. I mean, uh, is that a rumor? Is it just that he does a growly voice and he's surly really good? That's the probably like, where you know, somebody made that be, connection. Yeah. Is, again, they have gotten away from a part of the Wolverine character is that he's a short guy and Henry Cavill yeah. is gigantic. Which is kind of ironic because there's so many short actors in Hollywood. Hollywood actors are known for being short. Look yeah. at Tom Cruise. He's like five foot four. So the fact that they keep casting people that are six feet or taller for Wolverine so, is funny. Do you know how tall Wolverine, like comic book Wolverine is? Isn't he like, I don't know, like Danny DeVito size? He's 5'3". Is he really 5'3"? He's 3? 5'3". Wow, that is short. <laughs> so, I don't, and I think that's even, I think if you read comics, that is something that artists probably just accidentally, you know, do not do all the time. Because mm-hmm. think, think about 5'3". Think about five three when you're drawing things, and just think about him, like him posting. Five three is like a sixth grader. Him posting up against like a saber tooth. Sorry if you're short. That I'm looks extra intimidating, but like when he's supposed to be romantically involved with like a Jean Grey, who's mm-hmm. probably supposed to be tall-ish. I don't really know. Uh, Jean Grey looks like she's about five foot eight. Because she's. I'd say. She stands. She stands not that much shorter than a Scott Summers. Who I'm pretty sure Scott Summers is supposed to be really tall. If she's wearing those heels when she's Phoenix. She's like five foot nine and a half, five foot ten somewhere in there. There's so many. Funny I'm making things this up. I have no idea. Like in the comics, not that long ago. I mean, I, I don't know if they ever closed the loop on it, but there was a uh, shortly before they did that event where they supposedly destroyed the six one six universe, mm-hmm. only to immediately kind of rebuild it and not really like, okay, we destroyed the six one six, but I mean, this was the same thing. Um, to tr- in an attempt to try and stop it, Hank McCoy, or as we know him as the Beast, Beast he went back in time to bring back, to grab the original X-Men in their teenage forms and bring mm-hmm. them forward in a hope. The, the thing was, was like Cyclops was kind of being a bad boy at the time, so he went back in time to get Scott's younger self to bring him forward to tell Scott this isn't what you got into this for. <laughs> so I think about the idea, and then they ended up staying around for a while, but I think about there were, there probably had to be things because Wolverine still existed at that point where young Scott Summers is, like teenage Scott Summers is confronting old-ass Wolverine, but towering over him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, mister. Anyway, we're wrapping up. Sorry. That's okay. This so. Will, that'll teach you a lesson to listen to the end, right? For All the short golden Wolverine's content. Day. For short Wolverines everywhere. This I guess it been. was. It explains why it was so easy for him to slip under the radar all those oh, years. Oh, not through that metal detector though. He'll take the pat down. <laughs> yeah, late pat to the down, party with down. Travis Tate. I'm Jake, and I'm Travis Tate, and better Tate than never.